nugget this morning. <clears throat> Most people have uphill hopes. Most people have uphill hopes. This is your nugget. Think about that. Most people have uphill hopes. I mean, they're way up there. But have downhill habits. Don't get your habits ahead of your hopes. Putting it all together. Most people have uphill hopes, but downhill habits. Or if you've got downhill habits, it kind of destroys your hope. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God. We praise you, Father God. Your word has been sent to heal us and deliver us. Thank you, Lord, that your word is a light unto our path, Father God. And Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that you sent your word. His name is Jesus. And accomplished all that we need. So we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Misplaced priorities result in wasted opportunities. That could be a good nugget itself. Misplaced priorities result in wasted opportunities. Our value will determine the emphasis we placed on each activity. Whatever activity you have and what value you place on it, it will um, show you what you expect there. As children of God, we often become self-reliant and ignore what God has led us in success. Again, as children of God, we often become self-reliant and ignore what has led us to success. You know. We're doing so good. Well, I, I think I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that without even asking God. So, uh, so in your Bibles, turn to the, to the Old Testament. Right after Obadiah, you will find the book of Jonah. We're going to look at Jonah this morning. Jonah. The events in the prophet Jonah's life is a story a wasted opportunity. Um, Jonah, a prophet of God, is well respected in Israel, especially after he predicted a few things prior to that. By obeying God's voice and direction, Jonah learned, earned the respect of his own people. Jon Jonah was a celebrity. I mean, he was hitting, he was, you know, he prophesying, and man, it come back, well, this guy's good, this guy's great, you know. Um, he, he was patriotic, you know, glory to God, he holds up the Israeli flag, you know, and so forth. Um, and God was using him in such a fantastic way, so, you know, whatever Jonah says, you know, we're going to be blessed. There was excitement in, in Israel. Uh, maybe now that uh, since Jonah is here, he's going to tell us when uh, and how to receive the the promise inherited. You know, there was a promise that they were going to inherit. And everything that uh, went with that promise, uh, uh, Jonah was going to just reveal to them. Amen? Um, 
Israel was a great nation at the time. But over to the east of them, across the desert, was another nation, Assyria. Um, and it was growing strong also. You could say Assyria was uh, Israel's competition, um, a rival. Uh, it challenged Israel. Uh, the Assyrian army was cruel, violent, perverted, bloodthirsty, and uh, they had uh, occult practices. Uh, they spread terror wherever they went. Uh, they did buy, buy a lot of, buy, can't get the word out. They did terrible things to their enemies, okay? Um, they filleted people or skinned them alive. I mean, you know, when, when these Assyrians come out, you, you know if you were get caught, you know what's going to happen. You could be skinned alive, or maybe they just gouge your eyes out. Um, I know this is real graphic. Um, they would rip, rip someone's tongue out. Uh, they would do beheadings and uh, all sorts of things. You know, I, I think... Uh, we have some of their relatives back over in the east now. Uh, if you look, maybe the, some of them come from uh, descendants of uh, the Assyrians. So let's go. Have you found uh, Jonah yet? Jonah chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittad, saying, okay, so God speaking to Jonah. So, so the people know, hey, this is going to be something great. Or Jonah says, this is going to be something great, okay? Arise and go to Nevity. Nevity. I can't get these words on today. The great city and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Oh my gosh. He says, Go to Nevity, the great city, and proclaim against it, for their wickedness has come up before What's this? I'm going to go to Nineveh, where it's part of Assyria, and you want me to. Tell them, you need to get saved. Wait a minute here, Lord. Something's wrong. There are enemies. We don't pray for our enemies, Lord. We don't go there and get them saved. So God gives them that, uh, that command and to go to Nevada. Uh, so Jonah does what a lot of us do when we hear something we don't like to hear. Uh, he moves to a place where he thinks he can no longer hear it. It's when you don't like where he's moving you that you suddenly grow deaf. Well, I don't hear. I don't hear you, Lord. You know, I ain't going to do that. I don't hear. You know, nobody's ever been in that position. Or we whistle while we work. You know, we get so. Lord, I'm I'm occupied with this. I'm doing your work over here. I don't need to. I I can't quite hear you, Lord. But I'll continue working over here and doing a fine job that you called me to do. Nobody's ever felt that way. Nobody's ever. Okay. What would Jonah's thoughts have been relating to Nineveh? That wicked city. Keep your marker there. And we're going to go to all the way to the book of Genesis, chapter 6. 
Remember, he said, the, that God said, go to that wicked city, Nineveh. And Jonah is thinking, okay, if, if it's a wicked city, maybe I'm going to go over there and do this. Genesis chapter 6, looking verses 5, starting with verse 5. And God saw the wickedness of man was great on, in the earth, and that every imagination and thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord repented, repented that he had made man on earth and grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created on the face of the earth. So possibly... Jonah says, they're wicked. God's going to destroy them. Or he should destroy them because he did it in the past. He'll do it again. Genesis 18. Genesis chapter 18. Here God is talking to Abraham, beginning with verse 20, uh, verse 20, and the Lord said, that's uh, Genesis 18, verse 20, starting with verse 20. And the Lord said, because of the cry of Sodom, Gomorrah is great, and because of their sin is very grievous, I will go down and see whether they have done according, according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the, men turned, uh, and the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous for the wicked? So, there we go. Destroying the wicked. Verse 25. That it be far from thee to do this, do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that it be far from thee. Shall, you, shall not the judge of all the earth be do right? So, in other words, okay, so... In Jonah's mind, he's saying, okay, the wicked are destroyed. In both these, these accounts, the wicked are destroyed. Okay. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 23 this time. I mean, these thoughts could, be, could have ran through his mind. Verse 23, that's uh, chapter 23 of Exodus, verse 23. For my angels shall go before me and bring in unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hevites, and the Jezebites, and I will cut them off. Or in other words, I'm going to destroy these wicked people. Thou shalt not bow down to, uh, thou shalt not bow to their gods, nor serve them, for they, uh, nor do, the, do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overcome throw them, and quite break down their images. So there, there, there's destruction to the wicked. Oh, let's look at one more scripture on this wickedness. 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. Verse Samuel chapter 15, verse... 18, and the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners of the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. So there's destruction for the enemy. 
So uh, this could have been in the back of Jonah's mind. There's destruct. You've destroyed up to this time. You've destroyed every wicked person, everything that was vile in front of your eyes. But now you're telling me to go down there and talk to him. <laughs> go back to Jonah, uh, the book of Jonah. Verse 3, and Jonah arose, that's chapter 1 of Jonah, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. So he doesn't want to hear what the Lord's saying, so he's going to run. And went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarsus. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarsus from the presence of the Lord. Wow. What's Jonah doing here? God said, get up and go. Jonah got up and went the opposite direction. When we run away, when we run away from God, Satan always provides transportation. When we run away from God, Satan provides Transportation, you know, or the excuses. Nobody's ever been in that place, right? No. <laughs> you know, sometimes we travel far and find out something's wrong. Down. Down to the ship that was headed down to Joppa. Down into the ship he fell asleep. Sin weighs us down. And we become hard-hearted and deaf to the needs of others. He was sent there. He was going to be being sent to Nineveh for the needs of Nineveh, to help them out. But no, they are not worth a hill of beans and I'm not going to go. I'm not going to pray for that individual. In fact, I'm going to curse him, Lord. And uh, hate to say it, we have all, at least, at least I have fallen in that position, especially with the last administration we had. I didn't want to pray for them at all. I'd say, death and destruction, rain fire down, Lord. And uh, that's not what God called us to do. Lord, I repent for all of us. I know some of you had the same thoughts. <laughs> Maybe weren't as vocal as I was. You know? <laughs> okay. So we're weighed down sometimes uh, because we're hard-hearted. <laughs> we're deaf to what God has called us to do for, to help others' needs. When God asks us to do certain things, many of us uh, turn the, in the other direction. And the result is our rebellion. Uh, just like we said for Mary, she can run, but she can't hide. You know, <laughs> we'll get her next week. She, she, she volunteered through John and Whitney's help. <laughs> okay. She will pray. No, no, no. I won't, I won't put that on her. No. We'll do military volunteering. Okay. Okay. You can run, but you can't hide. 
uh, Psalms 139, if you read that, it, it reminds us that wherever you go, you can't hide from God. So take that. I mean, when we're trying to hide, uh, look what Adam and Eve did. They, they sowed fig leaves and hid in the trees and everything else. And God said, where are you? I see you. Come out, come out. You know, you can't, we can hide, but... Uh, uh, and run, but you can't hide from him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, so what is uh, God going to do? Let's look at verse... So Jonah, you know, has got into a boat that's going to Tarsus, going down to Tarsus. And they're out there sailing, and he says, wow, I'm on vacation now. Glory to God. I've got a cruise ship. I'm not going to, I'm not going to Nemanive. I'm going to Tarsus. You know, look what... Verse 4 tells us. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. God sends a storm, and the wind and the tempest. Note, the wind and the tempest did what God required of him. <laughs> Noah, I think, Jonah didn't. Our disobedience affects others. You know, this is a ship with cargo, and in the, more likely the cargo here on this type of ship, they could bring in gold and precious jewels and, and uh, spices and uh, exotic animals to different parts of the world. So, and uh, the ship is ready to, you know, is out there, and all of a sudden this storm comes up. Um, when we are in sin, or saints that are in sin, we're no good to others. Here is a saint that's backslidden, and he's no good to, this, to these people on this ship. Wow. You're bringing, you might be bringing a storm into other people's lives because of your disobedience. Did you ever think of that? That's what it's telling us here. Because we're being disobedient, maybe that individual that we're supposed to pray for is going to go through even a stronger storm. So we need to wake up. Verse 5, the mar And the mariners, or the sailors, were afraid and cried out, Every man unto his God. So we've got different gods on board here. I mean, other individuals and cast forth their wares that were in the ship into the sea. So they're lightening the burden of their, their ship. They're throwing over all the cargo that they were going to make money on. So that's a burden to the sinner here that because we aren't helping them. We're disobedient. The sinners, is going to, this, these sinners on the ship are losing out. But Jonah had, had gone down like you said, down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. Oh. Oh. Running leads to disaster, and it endangers the lives of others when we run from God. When he has us on a um, mission and you run from it, it endangers others' lives. Oh, I can do that later. Later, 
Lord, I am so tired, and here it is, 3 o'clock in the morning, and you wake me up to pray for so-and-so? Let Laurel do it. Wake her up. She's got time on her hands. But running leads to disaster. And it endangers others' lives because Laurel may not get up because you were called first. <laughs> these, uh, these mariners or sailors on the ship are terrified. of. The, I mean, these guys are veteran sailors. I mean, you, you take a Navy man and he's been out there in the hurricanes and all that stuff. They're not afraid of anything. And all of a sudden, these guys are fearful. This thing is racking up havoc with my ship here and we may go down so let's get rid of some of the stuff I don't care what it costs us uh, you know my payday is gone when we throw that over but I, but my life is worth it so they're throwing all these things over they feared for their lives began to throw things overboard their wages were now gone because you're supposed to deliver those things to the port that these things are supposed to be delivered to you go to that port the guys are not going to give you money for nothing. So they're losing, they're losing their wages. And it says they were so terrified that every man began to call to his God. Or in other words, these people are praying to their gods. So again, let's, don't cause storms in people's lives for being disobedient to God. How many storms have you ever started in people's lives? Do you ever think about that? Oh, only, only one thought of that. <laughs> I wonder why they're going such, going, what, you know, I was told to pray for that. I wonder why they're going through that terrible thing. I'm, I'm glad that Laurel got up and prayed because, you know, I was tired that night. Hello. Put the blame on somebody else. You know, not, not, you know, I'm, you know. I was doing my own thing, Lord. I was getting nine hours of sleep so I could go to my work like you called me to do. Now, he called you to wake up and pray. Okay? Oh, let's look at verse 6. So the shipmaster, or the captain, came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise and call upon thy God. And if it be so that thy, thy God will think upon us, that we will not perish uh, from the amplified. So the captain came and said unto him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call upon your God. Perhaps your God will give a thought to us so that we shall not perish. Wow. Call upon your God so we won't perish. Does Jonah, or Jonah, yeah, does Jonah call upon God? No, he doesn't. He's in self-denial. He's got self-pity. I'm not going to go to that city. And this ship is going, going to pot. It's, it, it's going to sink. Don't you know that we are perishing? Call to your God. And it appears that Jonah says, I ain't going to go. I'd rather die. We'll go, I'll go down with the ship. Hello. I don't care about them, Lord. They can go to H-double-L. 
I know where I'm going. That reminds me of a story. How about this? A little girl was in classroom, and they were supposed to, you know, they were supposed to write or draw pictures, and, and the little girl uh, drew a picture of a boat falling apart, and then she had Jonah in a fish or whale. And uh, the teacher says, what's this? Oh, that's Jonah in the whale. Actually, it's supposed to be a fish, but Joan in the whale. If you go in the children's church, you'll see a whale, not a fish. But, and, and, uh, and she, she, the little girl says, I'm going to talk to Jonah about it uh, when I get to heaven. And the uh, teacher says, well, if he didn't go to heaven. And the little girl says, then you talk to him. Somebody, shh. I don't know how we got on that one. Okay. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah is, okay, let's go on. <laughs> Verse 7, they said, everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for Who's caused this evil among us? So they cast lots, and it fell upon Jonah. Uh, they figured out Jonah responsible for this, this storm. Um, Jonah's God is responsible for this storm. Uh, this is not a coincidence. They, they hit the right person. <laughs> okay. um, and keep your marker in Jonah. Then let's go to... Uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 6. In Proverbs, chapter 6. Looking at verse 33. A wound and dishonor shall he get and his reproach shall not be wiped away. In other words, they, they nailed him. They nailed him. It's there. They know who he is. Um, pride, we're seeing Jonah's pride surface here, and stubbornness. Pride and stubbornness is a poison to us. It poisons us. Pride and, and stubbornness is a poison to us. It only hurts ourselves. I mean, if you drink poison, it's only going to hurt you. I mean, typically, yes. Um, going back to Jonah chapter 1, chapter one verse 8. Then they said unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause is this evil come upon us? What is thy occupation? Where whence thou cometh? What is thy country? And what people thou art? I mean, here's a ship going down, ready to break apart. And they're asking 20 questions of Jonah. <laughs> Jonah goes on in verse 9. It says, And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which made the sea and the dry land. Okay, here we go. He's giving a testimony that God's in charge of the sea and the dry land. And here they're in a storm. And you're not praying to your God to stop this storm 
Come on, Jonah. Come on, Christian. Pray for me. How many ever had a, a non-believer ask you to pray for them? Sometimes if you go in a hospital, you know, or you're in the waiting room, you see people there, you know, and uh, sometimes you, know, you, see, you can walk up to me, hey, I pray for you. I was in the hospital one time, and, and uh, a nurse said, why don't you go over there and pray for these individuals? They, you know, don't know them, with Adam and so forth, and I went over there. So, you know, we need to pray, be prepared, okay? But Jonah, you know, is selfish and stubborn. He doesn't want to do it. But here he, he now he begins to confess his faults. Yeah, it's me. And the God that I serve, he, he, he controls everything. Even the, even the storm that we're in. This is witnessing to these people on this ship. Now they have an opportunity themselves to get saved. Not only from, from drowning, but also get saved from hell. We say, okay, so he tells them, God, my God controls everything. And look at verse 10. Then there were men exceedingly afraid. The guys are afraid. This God is real, and he's ready to sink us. And said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that uh, he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Now they're frightened. All hope is gone because this guy won't pray. How can I escape? This guy knows God, is in control, but he's not praying. He was wanting to go down. He wants to die. What are we to do? How? Then so, so they say, how do we appease your God? And they said unto him, verse 11, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calmed unto us, and the sea wrought with, tempt, uh, with temptus? Cool. They said, okay, since you're not willing to pray, what do we do to get us out of this situation? Christian, what do we do? How do I get out of this situation? You know the answer. Tell me. Tell us. Well, verse 12 says, Jonah says unto them, Take me up and cast me into the forth into the sea so that the sea will be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Wow. Talk about hard-heartedness. Not wanting to do what God's called them to do. Jonah's solution, throw me overboard. I'll die. I ain't going to go to Nemedive. Sometimes we'd rather die than hear the voice of God calling us what to do. Hello? Are you still out there? Okay. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempest, tempest again unto them. So the guy says, well, we'll try to get this ship. I mean, it's it's, uh, we've thrown everything overboard. Let's try to save the ship at least. And so they start rowing and it's not working. Throw me overboard. What should he have said? 
He's a servant of God. He could have said, turn this ship around and point it to Nevenive. Take me where God wants me to go and you'll be safe. The sea will be calm and we'll get there real quick. No, he doesn't say that. He says, throw me overboard. Lord, I don't want to do that. Let somebody else do it. I'm not called to do that, Lord. I don't like that. I don't want to pray for them. I don't like what they do. There are enemies. You know, the New Testament says we need to pray for enemies. Give them something to drink if they're thirsty. Give them something to eat if they need it. And, and clothe them if possible. But we all have the attitude. This is the enemy. This is an I don't want to go there. I, I don't want to. So Noah says, or pardon me, Joan, Jonah says, it's my way or the highway. In other words, my way or the deep, deep blue sea. Uh, such, is, such is the way of backsliders. Um, we're stiff-necked, because I was there at one time. I told you backslid. I became stiff-necked. I had the, uh, the earwax of rebellion in, in my ears. I didn't want to hear a thing. I wanted my own way. I hope none of you ever run into that, but if, you, if your neck starts to feel tight and you're not hearing God's word too well, call upon the Lord and get things out. Don't, uh, don't go down with the ship or get thrown in the water. Verse 14. Therefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech thee, O Lord. Now it's, it's the... Uh, Crew and the captain are crying out to God. They forgot about their God. Now they're, they're crying out to God. We beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish with this man's life. Lay not upon us this innocent blood, for thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleases thee. In other words, you, you started this thing and we will do what we need to do. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased her raging. Well, here we got non-believers calling out to God, and they see something happens. You know what happens then? There's a great calm. I think there were some conversions. Because if a backslider Christian was not doing his job, they were, God had to do it in a different way. There was conversions. You know, I think they look at, oh, this is the idol. I used to operate. They threw that overboard. I've got a God now that, that hears, hears prayers. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So, you know, even sometimes when we, we're not doing our job right, if, if we have some form of witness to people, they can change. Amen. You might plant a seed. You might water a seed. You might see it grow or blossom. So, don't forget about that, okay? Verse 16, And the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered the sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. And that, okay, you're the, you're the right God. I am going to follow you the rest of my life. I don't know about this other guy. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. If he would have followed through, we would all have been safe. 
But now I've got his God who controls the land, dry land and the seas. Jonah got his wish. He got thrown overboard. But not like what he thought. I'm going to drown. Oh, glory to God, I don't have to go there. Gulp. He went down to Tar Tarsus, down to get into a ship, down in the, in, into the ship, and now he goes down into a fish. Yeah, there's that progressive down, that, that ever sinful down way. Down at the great belly of a fish. As we go through life, there will be storms. And we will have difficult times. But know that God never gave up on Jonah. He kept on saying, oh, I've, got, I've, I've got your name. I know where you live. You're going to do something that I called you to do. You've got a face. You know, some of us are driving around in a rut. God says, I want you to do that. And we go, I'd rather do this. That rut gets deeper and it gets worse. God knows where you're at. He's going to pull us up and get us where we need to be. So don't stay in the rut. Let's get out and do what God's called us to do. Amen? Amen. Jonah's given a second chance to take salvation to the people of Nineveh. He spit up. Or puked up, or what do you want to call it? I think we've all experienced when we were sick, some of us have heaved. How would you like to have been in the fish's stomach when he heaved? You know, chunks of stuff coming up, and he's. <laughs> fish didn't even like Jonah either. Puked him up on shore. Where? Right where he's supposed to be. And Jonah then goes out and proclaims the good news of the gospel. Wow. He is spit out on the shores of Nineveh, the wicked city. The people believed. They even fasted. They even had their animals fast. Wow. To give up their wicked ways. Obedience changes condemnation into victory. Amen. Obedience changes condemnation into victory. Uh, keep your marker there. We'll go to the book of John, chapter 5. John, chapter 5. Look at verse 24, John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I send to you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come under condemnation, but it's passed from death to life. That's what happened to the people of Nineveh. They believed. Glory to God. We need to do the same. 
continue to believe and do what God's called us to do. Don't, don't pass the buck. So in chapter, we're, we're going to close here. In chapter 1 of Jonah, we see that Jonah flees. Um, isn't it amazing that one sentence from God will change us? Go to Nineveh. No, he, got, he changed his mind. Go to Nineveh and preach against it, of its wickedness. No, they need to, they, they need to, they're terrible people. They need to just go to hell. Just destroy them like you did before, Lord. The other ones, they're wicked. Nineveh is a place God calls you to be when you don't want to go. I don't want to go there, Lord. That's not my calling. Call Mike to do it. Hello. Anytime you run from God, you never go up. You always go down. When we run from God, we go down. We get anchored with sin. So, when we run, don't call storms into other people's lives. Because you were sent there to be a blessing to them, not a, become, let them go through a storm. Hello? Okay. Whenever we decide to disobey, we always find excuses. How many excuses did we have this week? Don't <laughs> you know, I got too busy, Lord. It's, <laughs> it's cold outside. It's too hot outside. Uh, it's just my, not my day. You know, you, I've got to watch this. Or I've got to do, I've got to, I already planned this out. Uh, what's your excuse? What, what kind of excuse do we have? Sometimes the judgment of God is simple. God lets us go on into our sins so that we have to face the consequences of our own disobedience. Noah had to face it. Noah. Jonah had to face his consequences of disobedience. I mean, the last part was bad. Getting in the fish, being puked up. I mean, oh, God. I mean, they're chunk. I mean, we've all been around chunks of vomit. I mean, it's it's horrible, smelly, and ugh, even hard to think about it. Throughout time, God has called ordinary people, you and I, to do extraordinary work to build His kingdom. We need to go out and do it. When, called, when God calls you to carry out a mission, he has commissioned you to perform the job. You, you could do the job. If Jonah had would have gone, he wouldn't have had to go through all that and he would, and he would have had his job done quicker, quicker. Hello. Don't let your past, your present, or your pride holds you back from doing things for God. No. God wants people, you and I, to proclaim 
His love in words and in action. Don't run from God. Go fulfill your purpose. Amen? Fasher Nineveh brings God, bring God's blessings to those in need. Can you hear the captain crying? Arise! Get up! Wake up! We need your help! Not only God told him, but he had somebody else that was in trouble call him. We need you to get up and go. Uh, I think of, uh, well, we'll look at somebody that was, that was obedient. Peter had a dream to go. And, you know, the, the, the sheet came down and all these foods came out. And he says, and I'm not going to do that. And God, then after he thought about it, hey, God's wanting me to go to Gentiles, these non-pure people. And he went there and glory to God, they got saved. He did it. He questioned a little bit, but he still went. How am I going to do this? Moses was another. I can't do this. I can't. I can't talk. I'll fix you too. Take br your brother Aaron. He'll speak for you. Oh man, I still got to go. You've got a direction. You've got a commission. Each and every one. Running from God is quick. Recovery takes somewhat slower. I mean, look, look what the recovery that, that Jonah had to do, go through. It took him to go through all these events before he recovered to, to speak God's word to the people of Nineveh. And not only is recovery difficult, it's slow, it can be painful. Well, let's not fall into that position. Um, if you're, we should have all read Jonah by now. But in chapter 2, we see that Jonah prays. He prays for the people there. Uh, in chapter 3, he preaches to the people there. And then Jonah falls back into self-pity. And in chapter 4, he pouts again. Because he had a, he had a job. So let's not... When God has called us, when you finish your job, don't pout about it. Amen. Rejoice about it. People got saved. They estimate that that city was over 120,000 people. So, and they all repented and came to know the Lord. I mean, that's something to be joyful about. Ah, them, them are the wicked people. It changed their lives. Amen. Glory to God. Um, Title, Runaway. Let's not be runaways, but let us go forth. Anybody need prayer this morning we can pray for? Okay, let's all stand. We'll close up. Sure.
Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, it's all stand. I want to thank everybody that has brought meals. It's been, it's been great. <sighs> Glory to God. And uh, Pastor Peggy again wants to just say that uh, she wanted to be here, but again, uh, she was ready to go just about, but then she started this uh, coughing.